Welcome to Inconvenient, an international podcast where we talk about what moves or changes the world today. This is Ala and this is Ani. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, hey, we're back with a new episode of Inconvenient and we're really happy that you turned in. Uh, we're hoping that you feel good and we want to start with a, like just a trigger warning because we're going to talk about domestic violence today. So if that is a topic that you don't feel comfortable with, be aware of that. Hey, exactly. So <laughs> as said uh, right now, we're going to talk about domestic violence today. Maybe you remember that uh, in a recent episode, we talked about how the crisis with COVID-19 uh, impacts especially women nowadays and how are they affected. Then we talked about gender pay gap and women in healthcare. But actually one of the ways that women are really, really hardly affected with this crisis is with the increase of domestic violence. So the reason for that is that basically, since we are on the lockdown and everyone needs to stay at their homes, in a lot of countries, there are very severe restrictions put in place. That means that people who experience domestic violence and overwhelming majority of those people are women all around the world, they are all more exposed to people who abuse them because they need to stay at their homes. They have limited options of actually leaving the house and seeking help. We have read and observed an increasing number of domestic violence cases all around the world. And that's why I want to um, also mention here a, a, city, a quote. Um, mm -hmm. from the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. And he said that like, it's so important that government now take responsibilities of like doing a prevention of domestic violence in this, uh, this time of the lockdown. And one citation of him was that peace is not just the, the absence of war. Many women under lockdown for COVID-19 face violence where they should be safest in their homes. Today, I, I appeal for peace in homes around the world. I urge all governments to put women's safety first as they respond to the pandemic. I think you cannot better sum this whole thing up. Now, also with domestic violence, we see that this was always a problem that we had. It was always not only a national crisis, but a worldwide cri crisis. Yes. But now with the COVID-19 and with this um, intervention, or for example, with the lockdown, really this problem got into public eye. All what we need to see here, and we are all really agitated and like engaged in a way in this crisis that all the forces and everything in our countries right now is invested into combating coronavirus right mm -hmm. and there are uh, really those side effects of the lockdowns all around the world which we don't see so much right so really a lot of governments doing those lockdowns they didn't think about the words that you said previously right so they didn't really think oh we need to remember what kind of consequences this lockdown will have on our citizens i i don't think that they did it like i think that's just because everything went so so fast right so they mm -hmm. didn't really had the time to think about that and also nobody knows how long the lockdown will last and so on i would say that like now with all of these challenges that we have because of like the interventions for preventing us our health because of this coronavirus pandemic mm -hmm. we don't like a lot of countries and governments they don't really know 
um, how to deal with the problems that are coming up. For example, we talked about that. I have to do like a, a, a thesis work and in a module of my nursing studies, which is yes. um, health, pro health uh, promotion and disease prevention. And I'm writing about like how to deal with stress in times of coronavirus. And then I'm talking about like different effects that this intervention with the lockdown has on health. And there I'm also talking about like how domestic violence uh, rate is rising and how like the governments not are not not really are like um, prepared for that, right? We don't really talked about it, even though it was al always a problem. It really has been a problem. Uh, we also have some data for you. So if you mm -hmm. are wondering about that, in 2014 there has been published a report for European Union done by an independent agency, and it okay. was called Violence Against Women Studies Done in the EU. And this report basically has shown that at that time, 33% of women all around Europe have mm -hmm. experienced physical mm -hmm. violence. And that mm -hmm. equals to 62 million women. What is even more, well, interesting and also terrible in that cool. case, yeah. and uh, which definitely is connecting to what we're talking about today, is that 22% of those women have experienced physical or, or sexual violence from their intimate partner, so the person they lived with. I think it was from the same report from UN Women, uh, they published that, that in 2007, uh, 2017, sorry, like mm. half of the women who got killed uh, globally were killed by a member of their own family. So that means like up to 100, 137 uh, women around the world every day who got killed from a member of their family. This is yeah. like really a, a heavy um, episode, right? But I think it's so important to talk about that. We are told to stay in our homes because this is told to be the safest place that we can be right now in, mm -hmm. right? Because yes. everyone yeah. is concerned about their health. Whether yeah. you're younger, older, you want to be healthy. So mm -hmm. it's, we are told to stay in our homes because this is where, when we are, where we are the safest. And also mm -hmm. we don't pose any danger to mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. However, it's so horrible to actually think for how many people and especially women and children for how many of them home is the least safe place that they can actually be in but to give some like also advice if if you like we don't hope that you are affected by domestic violence or if you know someone or just also i think it's important to share that on your social media or with everybody that you're talking about too is that for example in france and in spain they developed like a code which women um, or also men who are affected by domestic violence can use when they go to um, the pharmacy or grocery stores and the code is mask 19 and when they say it to the pharma like in the pharmacy the pharmacist yeah mm -hmm. the pharmacist yeah thank you <laughs> they um <laughs> like they realize oh okay this person needs help and yes. i think it's really important mm -hmm. to spread that that maybe also other countries are going to work with that because this is like essential right now. And also we really see that in France, for example, the French interior minister, he said uh, in one of the interviews that there had been a really huge increase in police interven intervention for cases of domestic violence in Paris. The rise has been of uh, 36% since the lockdown was put in place. But to combat this problem, the government has announced that it will pay for 
20,000 nights in hotel rooms for victims of domestic violence. And they will also set up those kind of pop-up counseling centers at supermarkets. Right now, that's really sometimes the only place where we go. It's supermarkets. So they will put some like stations where you can also report a domestic violence, for example, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. maybe you can't go to any other place really okay that's really interesting because i haven't heard from other countries yet like what they do against it they only like with the codes i've knew that and for example like here in in switzerland i know from some states Mm -hmm. they are um working on that the capacity for the shelters for a woman is getting bigger or larger of course we can't forget that also people who are affected by domestic violence are also not only women but generally mm-hmm. children there's a very very popular hotline mm-hmm. it's called like trust hotline for mm-hmm. children and teenagers you can really call there almost any time of the day or night and talk to um, psychologists or some other specialists if you have any problem. It's yeah. a very, very important hotline. A lot of people under 18, they use that. I read an interview with a person who works on this hotline and she said that right now they have more calls where children actually say that they're really afraid to be at home because, for example, they experience domestic violence and mm-hmm. they usually what they would do right before the lockdown is if they experienced violence or the atmosphere in the house would really not be good for them, they would Mm -hmm. just leave for the whole day and Mm -hmm. they maybe just come back for a night. It's just no escape for for Mm -hmm. children, really. Side effect that I think the government hasn't really predicted that it's going to happen and didn't manage to put anything in place for that. When we're talking about like domestic violence, challenging thing is in this time is that you also this control mechanism don't work because you don't see anybody else. You don't go to schools. You don't have like the teacher who can say like, okay, maybe that something is not going right there. Right. I have a lot of like friends and um, people I know that work in like social work and also like with like children homes. I don't know what the English world actually is for that, but you know, like children that can't live at home because of their parents are having like a disease or I don't know, they're just, or they Mm -hmm. need to be like in another place. And they also are like closed, you know? So the children had to go back home. And this is like really challenging now also for the social workers because they know that sometimes maybe in these families, it's not like the right place for the, the children to to be but you cannot really do anything against it yeah i think that the like the interesting thing of this crisis is that we see a lot of like problems that were already there but they mm-hmm. were not like you know you we were not exactly. like focusing on that because we had so many other problems that we're dealing with so yes. that's right now also maybe a chance but i don't want to say like that it's worth that all of these people um women men children whoever is affected by domestic violence or other like terrible things that are happening right now um it's worth that we have this this chance right now but i think that it it is like a chance to be vocal about that that media are, are writing about these problems and that politicians also take that and society wants that like the politics are doing something against it those problems have become like way more exposed right now right and i think Mm -hmm. yeah that's what you're uh, saying absolutely yeah Yeah. that Mm -hmm. people started talking more about it because it has become more visible whereas usually Mm -hmm. it's just there but it's always covered but by something else Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. even now it's also still covered like everyone is 
more focused on like how the coronavirus is spreading rather than how many people are experiencing domestic violence. However, we can see that the media are starting to write about those different strategies that yeah. governments take on. That's the positive thing that maybe the awareness is rising about that problem. For this topic. I and I think I would not say like it's more important to talk about domestic violence than about like the spreading of the coronavirus of course, because yeah. both is like, like yeah. terrible, right? Yeah. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's important that medias are, are writing about that and that we talk about it and that's yes. why we also choose that topic for this episode our hope in that is that authorities in countries are going to become more effective in mm -hmm. combating of domestic violence so actually when i was researching for the podcast i learned that 59 of women in poland they think that authorities act ineffectively when it comes to domestic violence i think that's a really high number And that's why, why it's important that we're vocal about it, right? Yes. Because absolutely. only then something will change. I don't know how it is in Poland, but like here in Switzerland, there's a lot of like the discussion also of also going on with like domestic violence is only a problem, uh, which is really racist. But um, I, I, I wanted to say that, that sometimes from right wing, um, um, mm. they say like, oh, you know, domestic violence or like violence against women, that's only a problem like in, in other countries, but... Yeah. Of course, not here in Switzerland and only something that migrants do, but not like Swiss people do. Oh, and that's yeah. very racist. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, yeah, it's really like disgusting to only share that. But anyway, mm. I want to underline that also, for example, Switzerland, which is a rich country and like always like they reveal to us as like a developed country and so on. Mm -hmm. And also here it happens that every two weeks a person is, is murdered because of like of somebody from their member so domestic violence that leads to death 85 of that of this case it is like a woman it's also like really toxic when we're focusing on that or like that some like parts of like more right-wing uh politics or like right-wing extreme politics mm -hmm. um idolo idolatries that they're gonna use this uh whole discussion and say like oh okay you know that's something that's only a problem from the migrants we we know no we like we are we yeah. of course like we uh swiss or we polish we don't do that and i think that's mm -hmm. really uh important to talk about that that it, it is like a worldwide crisis and that is something that we see like in every country You know, when this report in 2014 was done, the one that I said at the beginning mm -hmm. in European Union, I actually remember that because it was like a really big report and uh, mm -hmm. it was also in the media at that time. Mm -hmm. And then the thing that was shown in this report was, oh, how little cases of domestic violence and sexual-based violence uh, and uh, so on we have in Poland. Because relatively the number of cases was kind of small, but it actually yeah. turned out it didn't correspond with the real numbers that then they were done by, for example, different NGOs uh, here. Because usually those statistics were collected from the official statistics from the reportings. And mm -hmm. reportings and cases are very different thing yeah. because it's really... Like, for example, in Poland, there are statistics from 2015, which say that 90% of rape cases are not being reported. Oh my God. Okay. I, ah, oh, yes. I didn't knew this number. Okay. That's exactly. Crazy. And yeah. it's even like 
the difference is really huge and that's because the reason for that and i think right now we can see it even more because of this increase in in the domestic violence cases that really like women who experience domestic violence majority of those people are women like they really see ineffectiveness in how mm-hmm. police works and how social mm-hmm. like social system basically works it's really hard to report it's really hard to execute actually that you are protected from the attacker from the perpetrator the awareness of the fact that you can report the violence is very low this all <laughs> makes really huge imbalance between actual reportings and actual cases. But now to not be feel like paralyzed because we're talking about this problem, uh, we want to end this episode by telling you like the when, what can we do for the prevention of domestic violence, right? Yes. What and can we do? Annie. What can we do? Okay. <laughs> so there like the the World Health Organization said that there are basically like three strategies and one is Uh, like for politics, one for society and one for the individual. And the first one, which is for the politics, is that we are, we need to reform the law, which means that we imply repealing existing laws which discriminate women. So for Mm -hmm. example, like with marriage laws, I don't remember right now, like when we had the change in, in Switzerland, but I know it was quite late when they said, okay, it's not as a like you're not allowed when you're a husband um, and you rape your woman, it's also like rape and it's not. Oh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, so it's important to like vote for politicians that are going to do that. And that also from society, there's like a, a pressure of like, yeah, like a movement. Um, changing the laws. Yeah. Yeah. Changing, changing the laws. And then the other one is what I think is really interesting is that like on the society side is that we need to talk about gender norms and how toxic they yes. are. World Health Organization writes, and I'm going to read it out loud for you, dismantling hierarchical uh, constructions of masculinity and femininity predicted on the control of women and eliminating the structural factors that are support inequalities are likely to make a significant contribution to preventing intimidate partner and sexual violence. Mm -hmm. So this is like really important to that we just like as we did in this episode to talk about that and to always reflect on like you're also your own like how do you see like gender and the stereotypes i would also add something to that that like on a society level or maybe that's individual level but you can correct me but i would say react especially now if you're at home and you hear something which happens more often than we probably think when you hear your neighbor, like be interested in what's happening there and read and research, think, ask your family, ask your friends, what should you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what you should not do. You should, like, you should not stop reacting to that. That's the only thing you shouldn't do. That's the worst do. thing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know if this negation works in, in English, but yeah, I hope you, you get me right. Like, just please react to that because I think a lot of cases of domestic violence are happening because it's really actually, it's a topic for totally a different episode, why it's so hard for victims to actually report and to stop the cycle of violence. But for you, when you're from outside, you can really sometimes do something that maybe is going to help this person. So really 
also like be aware of that and when you think oh i'm witnessing something that's going on mm. there like really research what you can do in your country what you can do in your city uh and what's the smartest way to approach that yeah and i i don't i only want to add for that that they also talk about that as an individual uh, strategy mm -hmm. and also the centers for disease control and prevention they say that like the key strategy to preventing like in preventing um domestic violence is the promotion of respectful non-violent relationships through individual community but also like through like as we already said like politics and so on and that we have like school-based programs about like oh that's not right if somebody like that's not love you you know you have to speak yes. up and that you also get the information of okay where do you reach out where can you reach out for help so to sum it up, uh, we have few takeaways for you. And this is first, pressure your government to change the laws uh, and to really help victims of domestic violence. Also, especially in this time when it's way harder for them to reach for help. Second, really be aware of gender norms and gender biases and really don't fall into the trap of toxic masculinity. Third, really react to that uh, if you hear that something is going on, if you're in your house right now and you suspect that there might be domestic violence uh, going on there where you live, please research how to approach it in the smartest way possible. React also to, to gender stereotypes because it's really, really important for solving that problem. Just be vocal about that and think about like gender norms and how they impact us and talk talk with people about that. I think yeah. it's really uh, also really interesting and needed to talk about that. As Ale already mentioned, it's important that you know where to reach out for help. So we put into the description of this episode, you will find a link to um, a website which shows for every country of this world or like or most of the countries of the world, I don't want to say that, yeah. um, <laughs> where you will find like, like hotlines where you can reach out to if you need help or if you know somebody that needs help. Go there, look at that. And basically that's it for our episode, I think. Thank you for listening. And um, we uh, want to ask you a question for our mm -hmm. last part, as always. Uh, what do you think, what solution uh, is the government in your country undertaking to combat domestic and gender-based violence. Please let us know what's happening in your country, what's happening in the place you live right now, and write to our email. It's inconvenient at aliverse.com. This is inconvenient at aliverse.com. Or drop us a DM at our Instagram <laughs> uh, at inconvenientpodcast. We're waiting to hear from you. Yeah, and hopefully next time with also a more like positive topic. But I think it's just essential that we also use this podcast to talk about this topic. So yeah, we yeah. really wanted to raise awareness about that. Mm -hmm. And let us know what you want us to talk about. Definitely. Oh yeah, that would be really interesting. <laughs> and yeah, please be safe, take care, um, stay at home. And yeah, look for yourself and your surrounded people. Exactly. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Inconvenient Podcast. Hear you next time.